Good morning church, it is great to be with you this morning as we continue our sermon series looking at the fruit of the spirit. My name's Beck. I am the curate here at Christchurch. If we haven't met, it's nice to have you with us. Um, and this morning we will be looking at um, humility or gentleness uh, as we come to the end now, uh, the last couple of weeks of our list. Um, of these things that, that should grow in us as we live a Christian life. Uh, I wonder if you can still reel them off like you could at the beginning. Uh, I'm coming to you today from a little bit of an a industrial setting, um, but um, it is great. I'm just finding the coolest place to be, basically, um, because it's so hot this week. Um, but it's great we're going to have a really good time this morning as we discover some stuff from God's word. Um, so whatever translation your, your Bible has for this word, whether it's humility or meekness or gentleness, it strikes me that the thing that, um, that matters is it's about how we uh, live out our understanding of ourselves in relation to God in the world. Um, um, we're looking today at this passage from Luke chapter 14 where Jesus tells a story in response to the behaviour of the people he's sharing a meal with. Um, you see, first century dinner parties weren't very much like what uh, we might expect to see on Come Dine With Me or what it might be like if we invited one another around for a meal. Uh, they were quite big affairs potentially, it was quite um, related to social standing and so you would invite lots of people around and they would be seated in pecking order of their importance in society um, with the most important people nearest to the host and then going down from there. Um, and so it was quite important that you were able to measure yourself against other people and put yourself in the right sort of place. If you, Greco-Roman culture was so built on this idea of honour and shame that if you were honoured, uh, everybody wanted a piece of you, you were the talk of the town, and if you were shamed, then everyone would hear about it, and, and people would... Um, respond to you in relation to how you were seen in this pecking order of honour and shame. So it seems in this passage like Jesus is affirming this approach and um, what he says about if you sit yourself too close up to the top, the closer the better, you might get busted down in front of everyone and if you sit low down perhaps you'll get moved up and others will look on. And um, it sort of sounds like he, he doesn't mind that idea. And it doesn't really seem like the kind of social advice that we're used to hearing from Jesus. But then he gets characteristically left field and says to the host, when you give a lunch or a dinner, don't invite your friends, your brothers and sisters, your relatives or your rich neighbors. If you do, they might invite you back and you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Don't go trying to climb the social hierarchy, Jesus says. Make yourself at home around those who can't influence your standing at all. That's what an attitude of humility looks like. 
Pete Gregg observes in his blog that lots of Christians claim to have the gift of hospitality, but what we really mean is that we like dinner parties. I remember reading this a while ago and being really challenged by it. Because how often do I invite my friends or people I want to get to know, and maybe even I'd get invited back somewhere. But biblical hospitality starts in the heart, not in the IKEA catalogue, as Pete says. Um, I think this is a really good interpretation of what Jesus is saying in this passage. If our hospitality depends on how tidy and beautiful our home is or having enough room or a fancy enough meal to offer, then we're probably concerned a bit too much with how people perceive us. And it's a real challenge to me to think, when do I invite people just because it's what God has called me to do? When do I offer hospitality just out of who I am and what I've got? But if we can let go of what people think of us, if we can care more about Jesus, then we're not um, in need to jostle for position or impress anyone. And we're free to walk alongside whoever God sends our way without fear of association uh, or wondering what others will see us like we'll probably see others more in the way that Jesus sees them too. Humility then is getting a right understanding of who we are before God. Sinners saved by grace. When you know who you are and you know you don't deserve a place at the table, what a joy it is that you get to be there anyway. The problem that Jesus' fellow diners were having was their sense of entitlement was that they felt entitled to position, entitled to a place in the kingdom of God, which led them to view themselves too highly and others too low. Friends, if we're honest, we can all fall into this trap too. If we lose sight of how we came to be saved, of all that we are saved from, and our constant need to be fished out of our messes by Jesus, and his constant grace in doing so. We can fall into the trap of thinking that we deserve a place and that maybe even others don't. My kids have uh, this beautiful book by a guy called Max Lucado, and it's about, it's called You Are Special. It's about um, this group of wooden people called the Wemmicks, and they have little boxes with stars and dots. Um, and they go around giving each other stars when they do something good, when they're talented and beautiful, they get stars from the other Wemmicks. And when they fail, and when they aren't good enough, um, and when they, get scratched or scraped, then the other Wemmicks give them dots. And there's this particular Wemmick called Punchinello and he has loads of dots. He's clumsy and he bumps into things and he gets scraped and he tries to join in and he gets it wrong. And he's just absolutely covered in dots. And he lives with the other dot people and he doesn't go out much. But one day he meets this Wemmick called Lucia and Lucia doesn't have any stars or dots. And she takes him to meet the woodworker called Eli who made them. And Eli um, explains to Punchinello that he knows him and loves him. And 
As he leaves the workshop, one of Punchinello's dots falls off because their dots don't stick unless you let them. I love this story and I find it um, hard to tell really without getting a bit emotional because you see, humility isn't about thinking nothing of yourself. Humility is about thinking rightly about ourselves in the context of God's love. Stars shouldn't stick, dots shouldn't stick. Only who you are before God, a sinner saved by grace and a beloved child at the same time. The fruit of humility then comes from a life lived, surrendered to God. So that whether we succeed or fail, are honoured or shamed, we're unshaken because our attitude is shaped by something more solid and stable than our position. It's not about being true to yourself, as that will lead you to striving and pushing for more, but it's about being in step with the Spirit. Paul says in Philippians chapter 4, I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Some translations put this as I know how to live humbly. And for me, this is where gentleness comes in. We can live gently in the world in this way. We don't need to knock others down or compete. We can celebrate the success of others and share in their pain and difficulties because we're not defined by the places we go and the people we share life with. We can be free like Jesus to accept others who, who others wouldn't want to be seen with. I recently came across a quote from the journalist and writer Matt Haig and he says, never be cool. Well, I'm not having any problems with that today. Never try to be cool. Never worry about what the cool people think. Head for the warm people. Life is warmth. You'll be cool when you're dead. The fruit of humility in your life will make you a warm person, someone who can use all of the other attributes which we've talked about over the last few weeks without becoming too pleased with ourselves or complacent. Humility is nothing like what our culture would have us believe that life is about. It's a life which is ordered correctly towards God. It's loving God, loving our neighbour, and loving ourselves. Perhaps this morning um, you realise that you have been thinking that humility is about not thinking too much of yourself and you need to hear that humility means loving yourself and seeing yourself the way God sees you. And perhaps you've been challenged to live more gently in the world, to live and love the way that Jesus did, to share life with people who others might avoid. Let me pray for us this morning as we try to put these things into action and as we allow God to speak to us, speak quietly into our hearts, Holy Spirit, we pray. Lord, would you help us to be warm people Would you help us to be people who live gently in the world, 
who don't need to pull others down or push ourselves to the front, but that we know the place that you have placed us in. We know the way that you see us and our lives are lived in pursuit of all that you call us to be. Nothing more and nothing less, Lord. Pray that you'd help us this week to grow in this fruit of humility, to live our lives correctly ordered towards you, God. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen.